0: Episode of Retro Maniacs. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier here with Billy Holiday. Hello there. And Jeremy Gregory. Hey guys. And last year we started something I think we should make a tradition every year. We did a feast mm-hmm. episode around Thanksgiving. And last year it was a 2600 feast. So it's four games that were food themed or whatever. Uh, because 2600 games, some of them you don't need a whole lot of time to talk about. So we're going to continue mm-hmm. that trend. Not with 2600 games, we're going to be talking about puzzle games on different consoles that have food themes. We'll see if this works uh, to do next year with something else differently. But before we get started on our feast, Billy, what have you been playing since our last show? Oh boy, I, I'm
1: almost embarrassed to say, just Call of Duty, that's it. Modern Warfare 3, going hard. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, I just got it. I, well, I'm release day, as per usual, we call of duty. It's about all I'm gonna play for about a month. And, and then it'll slowly, slowly kind of, kind of wear down after that. And it'll just be an every now and then thing. But I am really loving the damn zombies mode in this one. And I'm not a zombies player. I I, I just, I, I'm not big on kind of round based games like that. I just, I just feel like I'm running in circles. I just feel like it's kind of, if there's no end in sight, it's it's just kind of pointless to me. Uh I know a, lo- a lot of people that love it. I always wish I could get into it, but it's just something about it doesn't work for me. Uh, but this one being, if you have even played uh, Warzone or anything like it, it's basically just a big open world map full of zombies divided up into different difficulty areas. Like the more you go towards the center, uh, the harder things get, the better the rewards are. Uh, you've got 45 minutes get do all that gather what you can not die hit the helicopter get out of there you keep what gear you picked up then and you can use it for a future game if you die you lose everything so i just I, i i'm loving that a lot more and it just makes for great like drop ins play you know hey i got 15 minutes i'll drop in i'll hit that helicopter in 15 minutes and get going um otherwise multiplayer i think is as sharp as it's ever been it's it's Almost all, it may be all old maps. There might be a couple new ones in there. But they, uh, the, with the new consoles, I don't know if there's a new engine running there. They all look good, feel good. I, this is the best I feel that a, a multiplayer has felt on one of these in, in years. Uh, campaign, nothing to write home about. It's got some cool moments to it, but it's about three hours. So if you're, if you're a campaign player like me, uh, it, it won't take up much of your time. But that's about it. Uh, I, I got in the, the handful of games we were playing today. But that's, man, it's, it's, it's almost sad. I, 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 I've logged in a lot of hours on there already. I just realized that this morning. It's not going to stop me, but I still feel a little shame.
0: Well, I, I, I mean we have some games coming up that are some heavy hitters for time. So I, I haven't had a ton mm-hmm. of time for games that weren't going to be talked about in future episodes. So um, I did find what I think might be the sleeper hit of the year. I don't know if you guys have heard of this game. Um, but it's called Mario Wonder. Now it's pretty, pretty. Uh, yeah. It's on the small studio. No yeah. one's ever heard. Now, I mean, it clearly everyone's been playing Mario Wonder. That that is into those kind of games. Mm-hmm. My son was try, was asking for it, but I figured we would try to save it for uh, for Christmas or they have birthdays coming up. But uh, they both mm-hmm. had really good report cards, and that's what they wanted. So we got Mario Wonder. I've played a little bit of it. They've played a lot of it. It's really good. I mean, I I don't know what else to say. It's it's a classic 2D Mario. If you liked the new Super Mario mm-hmm. Brothers series, but wished it was a little more inventive, uh, this will do it for you. So I've been enjoying that. Uh, the other thing I bought is. Uh, you know, I, I, I like to shill the Evercade, even though I'm not paid by it yet. Evercade, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they put out these new. Um, they're called Super Pockets. They're smaller devices. They're handheld. They're about the same size as a U Mini. They're a little bit bigger, but not much bigger. Uh, smaller than a, a, a original Game Boy, basically. And they have preloaded Capcom or Taito games on them. I bought the Taito one uh, because I like those games, but also all the Capcom games are already on the Evercade EXP. So I've been playing with that lately just to try to check it out. Um, You know, if you were thinking about trying out the Evercade and you were like, I don't know, that's a pretty high price point. I don't want to pay over $100 for a console, uh, which is not a lot for a console. But I can see if you're not sure. Maybe not. Maybe that's not your thing. Uh, These are $50 each, and they give you a good supply of Capcom or Taito games. I don't know. Check them out if you're looking for like a... Kind of a handheld to just have around. You know, it's great for car trips. It's great to just have for possibly the bathroom. I don't know, but it also plays Evercade cards if you have any. So I've been doing that. But, uh, Jeremy, other than uh, the game we're going to talk about, the games we're going to talk about shortly, what have you been playing since our last show?
2: Uh, I'm kind of I'm like Billy. Like, I, I played a lot of the new Modern Warfare. I, I grabbed that. Um, I, I'm with him on the zombies. Like, it is... It, I have never been into zombies, and this one is is definitely a, a new take on it. I, it's it's really cool. Uh, he didn't mention it, but this is it is completely PVE, so you do not yes, fight yes. any actual other players that are on the map. It is all just yes. you guys fighting the zombies, and this uh, Which, also lets me just play it by myself if I want yes. to. It's it's not easy, but I can do that, and I don't have to worry about anybody else. It and by God, that's the way every multiplayer game should be. Because,
1: because, because we always know how pleasant the Call of Duty player base is to work yes. with.
2: Yes, and they are, you know, they they're at their high point this year. It seems like, but you know, and even if you you get into a, a squad or something like that, like you you don't have to stay around with them. Like you can yeah. just go off and do whatever the hell you want. That's what it seems like everybody else mm-hmm. does when you're in a squad, anyway. Yeah, it's
1: it, it's uh, it's really hard to sabotage another player on there. So yeah that's 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 great. Yes. That is that is something I enjoy. That probably adds to longevity for me too.
2: Yeah, it's 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 really cool and I'm I'm kind of looking forward to see what what more they add to it and uh but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Also still working my way through Alan Wake too. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm I think I'm more than halfway through it at this point. Man, i love that game. Like this is one <laughs> of those special games like if you're like us and like games like silent hill 2 and Mm. you know control and all those just kind of weird one-off games that you only get once every three or four years this is it like it's so good like the way they do each each character's uh, stages and how they how you're supposed to get through them is just ingenious and you know sagas i don't want to you know spoil anything too far into it because my goodness this story and the stuff you see in this game is amazing But, like, you know, just for an an example, like, getting through these levels, which are very slow-paced, you know, and and survival horror-y, there's very few enemies in the game, actually. It's more like an adventure game. The way you get through these levels, though, to find clues, is you have to, like, go into her mind space. And then there's one of those boards that you can, like, you know, put clues that you find. Every clue that you Mm. find will pop up on the screen, and then you can go into the board and then figure out where that clue needs to go. And you have to do that to actually further the whatever you're doing. Like you can't, if you know where to go on your second playthrough, you're like, oh, I need to go here and just get this. You can't do that. You gotta go through and and do all this stuff again. It is mandatory that you figure out these cases, case files, I guess, and go through and and just figure out where all of this stuff connects to and, and where you need to go next. It sounds tedious, But it's really, really fun. And it's done so well that, like, half the fun is going in there. It's almost like completing, like, a baseball card collection with all the stuff that's there. And, you know, it tells the story as it goes along. Like, it's really well done. So if you're into that kind of stuff, if that sounds fun at all, if you like remedy games, if you like control, like, Mm. I mean, this ain't action-y like that. But if you like the story and, and how crazy all that stuff was, this is even better. Like, this is, this seems like what Remney has been wanting to do with Alan Wake since it did the original one back on the 360. Like, this is, it, it's just next level stuff. Uh, highly, highly recommended if, if you're into that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's basically all I've been playing.
0: Well, that's a great appetizer, or what you've been playing mm-hmm. appetizer for our mm-hmm. feast episode. So, after your appetizer, you normally do some sort of super salad. We're going to go with salad with the first game we're going to talk about Quirk for the Game Boy. Now, Quirk came out in 1989. It's a fairly early Game Boy title. I did not have this, but I did play it. I don't remember who would have had it then because it's not like you could have just downloaded games on your Game Boy, but I definitely tried Quirk. It is a kind of top-down view. It's not a box-pushing game, but that's the kind of game you're talking about here. You you walk around. Uh, you The buttons don't do anything. You just walk around and push uh, different walls mm-hmm. out of the way to try to get from one side of this single-screen level to the other to, like, a staircase. Uh, it, it's... It's as simple as it gets. That said, each level is so short that it's the kind of game that you, you can't put down. I just kept trying to go through levels. And then once you got to one that you're stuck at, it would be like slamming your head against the wall.
1: Yeah, and this was, uh, well, with the exception of, of Tetris, which was the pack-in, and, and I believe the, the Turtles game that came out. Uh, this was maybe the, the third or fourth uh, Game Boy game that I, I had picked up. Oh, and of course, you know, Mario, Mario Land. Um, Not even a genre that I w- was much into. I, it, I mean, I was young. I, I couldn't tell you why I picked this one up, but it was for years and years. It was one of those that I would I would remember where I left off. Remember the stages I couldn't get past. Pick it up and try again. There's two different modes on here. There's, I think, uh going up and, and heading out. Going up is a much smaller amount of levels uh, has an ending to it. Um, Heading out was the one, and we'll talk more about when we go. I mean, they, but they all play the same, but heading out is, I think 99 levels strong. And so it was my thing on a car ride. It's like, all right, I couldn't get past 80 last time. Let's, let's, let's do it this time. So it was for me early on, uh, one of those great, like, let me just get on and try to, to get a little further which I don't normally do in puzzle games. And yeah, the mechanics are simple. You're either pushing blocks, you're, you're hitting uh, what looks like little gates and flipping them around, but you got to make sure you got room to do that. Uh, th- there's a lot going on in a game that presents itself so simple, so incredibly simple. So it it, it had a, I have not played it in years and years, but as a kid, it, it this was this was mainly... My my car ride game for a long time.
2: I mentioned before that I am not the biggest puzzle guy. And mm-hmm. if I haven't, then I will mention it now. I am not the biggest puzzle puzzle guy. Mm-hmm. I usually actively avoid puzzle games for the most part. So super excited about this episode. But <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I came in hey get, work. Get your, hey, get your knife and fork. Come on. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm keeping trying to keep hopes alive here. But I will say that I, you know, uh, besides first impressions of being like, oh, my God, this is the most simple looking Game Boy game that I have ever played. Also, maybe the most Game Boy sounding game I have ever played. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting too much going into like the first couple of stages, but it's actually kind of fun. This is the kind of puzzle game that I enjoy where you are actively doing something to get through the puzzle itself. Uh, One of my absolute favorite puzzle games of all time was, um, and now I can't remember the fucking name, Wrecking Brothers on the NES. And, you know, that is a game where you are actively trying to solve a puzzle, but you are having to move around and within the stage to figure out how to get through it. And that's basically what you're trying to do here. You know, there can be uh, walls blocking your way that you need to move, little switches that you need to hit to kind of, you know, figure out where they need to be so you can get to the exit. Like, it's it's not just blocks dropping from the top or, you know, different colored cookies coming down from the top. This is actually playing a character and get actually, you know, the later you get actually a, a couple of characters.
0: Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. and,
2: and trying to figure out how to get to the exit. That appeals to me. And so I was pleasantly surprised at what was happening here.
0: Yeah, it's not the traditional, like, you're not fighting against time necessarily. You you can in one of the modes for the purpose of score, but otherwise it's really just try to solve the puzzle. There's not anything stopping you from pushing these blocks around. And if you get to the point where you've pushed blocks into such a way that you can't move them out of the, out of the way to get to the exit, if you've made a bunch of mistakes, which in the later levels is very easy to do. Uh, the only thing the buttons do is the a button brings up a menu where you can either quit the game or re, you know, reset the level back to where you started. So you don't have to, you know, pull your hair out and go back through like 10 levels. You got to that point. It, it's uh, there's two different modes of the game. Like Billy said, there's going up, uh, going up is the traditional, I guess, the standard game, which is uh, you, you just go through room after room after room. And after about 10 levels, you get a little uh, get a little scene of you meeting up with your girlfriend because that's the whole point of it. And it just keeps building up these levels. It's the same idea. It's just how far can you get? Can you get through these puzzles? Uh, heading out is more it's more like the, the game. The one I would play more, I think, after I played it, because mm-hmm. the first time through the, the, the first round, you're like, OK, I figured out these levels and some of them are very tricky, but you, you don't need to play them again. You figured them out. Going out is a, a series of 10 levels that are all pretty difficult, mm-hmm. even on the easy section. And the, the goal is to get through them as fast as you can. And at the end, it gives mm-hmm. you a score based on how fast you were. Um, and that's if, if you did have a Link Cable and a friend with Quark and uh, and a Game Boy as well, uh, you guys could try, put your Link Cables together and play the Verse Mode, which is basically heading out against each other, uh, which is pretty cool. I, I I did not play too many games on the Link Mode. I, I know I definitely played, tried Tetris on a, on a Link Cable. I I can't, I, it's blocking my mind. If I played anything else on the link cable, I, I I'm sure I did, but uh, on the Game Boy, uh, everybody had one and everybody had Tetris since it was the pack-in. So that's the one I know I did try, but I, I did not get to play this verse mode, but it would have been really cool to do so.
1: Yeah. I mean, that would have been a nice little, nice little addition. I ain't surprised. surprise. I, you know, I, I didn't know any other kids that had quirk, um, <laughs> I believe I was the only one, and and I didn't I didn't talk about it a lot when I was hanging out with them because so I just you know it's 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 hard to uh, get people even if I explained it the best I could. I I, I don't feel like this is one of those games where I could have you know I could have got the got my friends behind me on this when I got everybody to pick up a copy, uh, but no it, it's I, I never got to use the link cable and it kills me to this day. Um, I I I. I Glad I got to use the NES. That little four tap. Ah, the link cable is one of those that I'll, I'll never get to. Never, and it 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 can keep a man up at night if you think too much about it. Uh, but no, even uh, I know Jeremy mentioned other other players. He's not necessarily talking about another human player. Um, some levels, I think it's a neat little addition. You control Corks Tomato. What is what is this other guy?
0: There's all different what vegetables. That's all different vegetables. But Cork himself is a tomato in the U.S. version of this
1: game. But uh, you get another character, and you can switch off from them at, at will. And, and you 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 got to get really strategic with it at that point because you can you can definitely screw yourself on this game to where you you cannot <laughs> complete a level. Um, so you, you've got to really be careful going through. And it starts, yeah, it starts really simple. Sometimes there's a gap in the ground that's blocking your way and you just got to push the block into it uh, to give you a platform to walk on. Sometimes you have to hit one of those little little revolving, almost a, a revolving door or a rotating door platform to get it to switch just right. Uh, and Sometimes you just have to get blocks out of the way. Uh, and then you incorporate another character, and that's kind of when it picks up. I think that's officially, and it's not too far in kind of when it picks up because now you're really having to think about not trapping one of your other characters. Um, you know, because it's it's easy to do, yeah, I, I can get this character out of here, but this other guy's stuck now. So it's, it's, there's a lot to it, and yeah, it's, it's so simple looking. This is not a I mean, it's not an ugly game. It's not a pretty game either. It's 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 a game. Yeah. I, honestly, it is just standard issue. Somebody tells you, early Game Boy, it's not offensive, but it's not going to blow you away. Sound, not offensive, but it's not... <laughs> nothing about this game is offensive, nor will it blow you away. But it is definitely... And like Jeremy P. was saying, the, the, the one mode where it gets... Huh, where you want to move quick through and get a good time. It's one of those, if you're a puzzle man and I, even if you're not, and you play this, you might find out that you are. I, I don't know. I don't know if a Thanksgiving miracle has happened today as Jeremy Gregory is, is, is feasting upon these games. And he's, he's discovered he's a puzzle man, but playing through this one, you, you might find out that you like him a little more. Uh, Cause I, I just think it's a great little puzzle game. It strips things down to just, super simple uh, and it is it is infinitely replayable until you have mastered all of these levels there's always something to come back and do and even then you you might want to come back and do it a little quicker uh quirk i i think is a gem a real gem on the game boy um that you know was overshadowed by the mother of all puzzle games <laughs> unfortunately uh, on a system where you have tetris uh, it, it's hard to compete
2: I, you know, you were talking about actually owning this game, this game, and, and trying to actually, yes. you know, convince other people. Like, I, yeah, I don't think you could. You know, no matter how cool that box art wants you to think that the, these characters are, you know, <laughs> with Quark there with his mohawk and tennis shoes and you know, super rad '90s attitude. I that's that's not in the game at all. But what I think this game does do it, it, it is a very good Game Boy game. Yes. And I think yeah. the one thing that a lot of these, these puzzle games do is it doesn't move the screen. <laughs> and, I don't, you know, if you're playing this on emulators and stuff like that now, it's not that big of a deal. But I don't think a lot of people remember just how bad that Game Boy LCD screen was when it started moving. It was a complete mess. It looked like you were just, you know, wading through soup with how, how much it was like ghosting behind your character. These screens don't really move. The only thing that's moving is your character. And that helps so much on the Game Boy's actual screen as far as being playable. That I think it just the, the original Game Boy is is so much better suited for these kinds of games like this and Tetris and other puzzle games that mm-hmm. it, it makes more sense, especially back then. Not so much these days, because you can play these games how they're supposed to be played, but you know, without the horrible screen. But back then, this would have been a hell of a much more mm. enjoyable experience than trying to play that fucking Castlevania game or something yeah. like that. Like it, this just works, and it's a fun little puzzle game.
0: Well, I like that you brought up the character quirk himself. He is a an extreme cool tomato. Uh, in the U.S. version, the Japanese version of this game is just called Puzzle Boy, and he is a potato. I don't know why they changed it for the U.S. They're like, oh, no, the U.S. hates potatoes. We can't do it. they got to have a tomato. I don't know why they decided for this, in general, switching it to be a tomato. Um, but th- there is a sequel to this game uh, that is called The Amazing Taters. Uh, and that is because they just took the Quark 2 sequel, which I guess is called Puzzle Fucking Boy 2. <laughs> and uh, and it's where you get to play as the potato. It's a very similar game. So if you like Quark, you can check out The Amazing Tater. Um, but the other important part of this game is that it was put out in the U S it was developed by Atlas in Japan. It came out by Atlas, Uh, but it was released in the U S under the acclaim uh, label. So it actually quirk being the cool extreme tomato. They went full on. They're like, you know what? He's too cool to just leave in a game. He is one of the main characters on the acclaim cartoon show, the power team which if you don't remember, uh, we're going to have a bonus episode coming up this month where we mm-hmm. talk about the power team. Uh, but it's like if you try to make Captain N, uh, but your, your mom's like, we have Captain N at home. So we're going to be talking about that mm. uh, in another bonus episode this month. But now... <laughs> a wish, wish Captain N. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, you know, we're, we've had our salad. They've taken it away. They've brought our main course. But we're not at the fanciest restaurant because we couldn't find a lot of great puzzle games that are about things that are more interesting main foods. So instead, our, uh, our meal will be uh, hard-boiled eggs, as we're going to talk about the game Egg Mania, specifically the Game Boy Advanced version.
1: Damn, I'm gonna tell my fiance to sleep downstairs tonight uh, if we're eating all these fucking hard-boiled eggs. Um, oh man. Yeah. This, this is out of these three games. Uh, this is the only one I, I had zero knowledge of coming into this. Um, I mean, I, I feel like just based on the name, uh, I got what I, I got, what was advertised to me, but yeah, I, I knew about Quirk. I knew about our last game. This was, I was, I was excited for this one because this was, this
2: was the new one for me. Head in I've never heard of this either. And as soon as I started playing it, I was like, what in the world is this? Because this yeah. is yeah. completely different. Uh, yeah. Jeremy, try to ex- explain this. Explain this. Explain egg it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone already turned this episode off.
0: Um, so Eggmania came out in 2002 for the Game Boy Advance, but it was also released for the GameCube, PS2, and Xbox under the name... Uh, Eggmania Extreme Madness, Egg Extreme Madness. But basically, this is a uh, like a versus always versus puzzle game. Like if you're playing uh, Tetris in the arcade, the original arcade Tetris where there's always a person on the right or player on the right, it's computer or not, uh, or Puzzle Bobble or one of those games where there's somebody you're on that's on the other side that you're fighting, a puzzle fighter, any of those games. Um it is, at is it first you think, okay, this is weird. I have a little egg character I'm walking left and right. He can jump. And there are boxes that fall down from the ceiling. And if he grabs those boxes, it will then show you like almost a Tetris style piece uh, outlined. And when he hits the when you hit the A button, he will throw it down on the ground and then he can climb up on that piece. Basically, this is almost like if you had a a glass full of uh, like starting full of water and you slowly fill the water up. But you have to keep putting blocks down so that you can climb up above the water and make sure you don't sink in. Uh, at the top, there's a hot air balloon or some other thing you're supposed to jump onto. Uh, but if the water hits a layer of blocks that is not a full layer that goes across the whole bottom, it will destroy that block and drop you down. So the, the whole point is is you're racing against the other side, which is either a computer or a, verse per, or a real person if you're playing the versus mode, to build up these lines so that you can get high enough to then like kind of haphazardly throw up blocks to jump to the top. It took me forever to kind of figure out the goal is not just make a whole bunch of lines because unlike in Tetris, the lines don't just vanish. Um, they're, they're supposed to be full lines so that the water won't dissolve them. Uh, there's also other things that happen. You can get like bomb items that throw at the other opponent or you can get shoes that make you jump higher or sometimes there's like, mo- like a duck creature that lives in the water that will kind of throw your egg to the side. Like it is, it's kind of like a really chaotic Tetris game. I, I don't really know how else to explain it. It, it it's unusual and yeah it is very Tetris
1: like like a lot of the shapes um, you are yeah you are trying to build uh, lines at least early on it's it's uh, it took me a minute to, to kind of grasp the concept that it's kind of a race to the top you're you're trying to build uh, a tower as you as you go essentially and, and unlike Tetris yes you are trying to reach the top of this one you're not you know knocking out lines to to keep things as low as possible you it's a race. To the top. And to get there, you've got to you've got to use these shapes. A lot of them, yes, are are Tetris like. You've got the the one that kind of does a little zigzag on it. You've got a little bit of your your L shape on there. And you have some that are just a straight line. You have some that are just one square. Um, and you've just got to build early on, and I found this out the hard way, kind of a, a very stable platform yes like you want to you want to complete like tetris you want to complete lines but instead of going somewhere they they keep you able to to continue building um you can get a little daring at the end like when the end is in sight yeah you can build (laughs) not full lines but maybe you know uh, last one if you want to get wild you can just drop one block and get on it and get out of there uh that is not going to work early on you want to build a really stable foundation and that leads to a, 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 the, the main strategy of this game, because if it was just a race to get to the top and it didn't matter um, what kind of groundwork you laid, I mean, it, it, that, there wouldn't be anything to this game. It's the fact that you need to, early on, uh, finish up those lines, make complete lines, and yeah, the, the other, other player might be getting a little further up than you, but if they're not building something as, as steady as you, you, you might still be able to pull it off. So it, that that added, I was so glad that that was the was the point to this. It wasn't just let's get up there really quick, and it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, it, everything in the world revolves around the strategy of, of you know getting up there safely but quickly.
2: I think this is a really cool idea for a puzzle game, and it. So far, we're two for two on puzzle games because, mm. you know, mm-hmm. even though this is mm-hmm. kind of like dropping yeah. things from yeah. the top of the screen down below, you still have agency over your character. And mm-hmm. I can't believe that this has never really been done again, mm-hmm. because for all of those like famous versus style puzzle games, like Super Puzzle Fighter, and mm. uh, you know the, the I can't remember any of these. Bubble names, bo- a puzzle anytime there's and... Yeah, yeah, like stuff like that, where there is, you know, there you've got two sides, and there's two two characters competing. There's so many times where the you're not doing anything with your character. You're just, you know, they're just showing off down there and doing moves. You know, whenever you yeah you stack three or four things high and and it explodes, then it's like the character down there does a super move, and it's like, well, that's cool, but I wish I was kind of controlling that character. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing in this one. And it's a really neat idea, especially since it's a, a just a really original take on Tetris mm-hmm. with, you know, build, having to build like up to get, you know, to the top or whatever. But also having your character there and catching these these shapes as they come down and then putting, putting them in their spot. And, and then also having the strategy of making sure you're building something that's stable. Like down at the bottom of the screen, there is a meter that shows, you know, how stable your building is. You know, you've got your green, you've got your middle, and um, that's yellow, and the end is red. And once you you can kind of safely get into the middle, but once you start getting to the red, then that's all it, it goes downhill quick from there. Mm. So you've got to know exactly how far you can build up and how stable it can be before you can just start laying things down and and just you know jam it up to the top. Like it's a really cool idea. Like it's it's a little. Wonky at times, like your. I, I think it's more because of your character and the animations that they have. He's like this. Yes. He's an egg and he's lanky, but he's also got a lot mm-hmm. of animation frames for whatever reason, and it can kind of be hard to to judge exactly where you're, you know, where you can grab something and where you can place it and things like that. It's, it, but it's not enough to to keep it from from being enjoyable. Like this is, it was just a nice little surprise and. One of those things that you play and you're just like, man, this how has this never been done before for this kind of mm-hmm. game?
1: Man, I, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm thrilled that that twice now I've seen Jeremy
0: Gregory get up from his table and go get seconds so far. Well it, ooh this is one I, again, I hadn't heard of this either. This was definitely a, a case of we have to find a third game and what what will make sense. And I saw this and I had never tried it before. This is exactly the kind of game that once you did play it and you feel like you could have your friends hanging out, this would be a really fun game to play with another person because of that oh, yeah. haphazardness at the end where you're trying to like, OK, I think I've built enough straight rows where the water's not going to hit this next row. So now I'm just going to throw up as many crazy pieces as I can. And if you make your, your column too, too narrow, let's say it's only one or two lines, uh, like squares thick because each Mm -hmm. each side of the screen is six spaces basically uh of, of width um if you make it too thin one of the items that comes down is a bomb that your your egg character will walk over to the side and throw at the other character's screen you could knock off like a good chunk of their tower causing it to fall down if it's not fully platforms like there's there's a lot to this that would have been really fun with another person so i, I i'm hoping we see this on uh on you know the game boy advance version for example on the switch library uh this is this was published by chemco chemco is still a current company that some of their games have already come out on the switch library so it'd be great to see this one come out uh the developer for this game uh, was Hot Gen Studios, which doesn't mean anything to anybody, except that they did the Game Boy ports of things like Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX games, a few other Game Boy Advance games. But last month, we talked about the Resident Evil Game Boy game and the prototype that was like the 3D version that they threw away. The developer of the 3D one they threw away was Hot Gen Studios. So there's another mm. fun fact while we get ready for our final course of the evening, the dessert course that we talked about. You could play right now if you felt like it. Yoshi's Cookie for the Super Nintendo and regular Nintendo. The Yoshi's Cookie came out originally on the NES in 1992 in Japan, 1993 in the U.S., and then they re-released it at the same time for the Super Nintendo, because at this point, the Super Nintendo bought it for two years. This was one of the very later... Not the very last, but a very later uh, Nintendo published NES game. Um, It originally was not a Mario game. They basically found another puzzle game that didn't do incredibly well. They added the Mario characters. It was bought and sold by different people. But then it was published by Nintendo uh, and developed by Tosei Software, who did a bunch of other Nintendo games. It's kind of like a second party publisher. And it I never tried this game. I don't know quite why Yoshi's Cookie was one that I looked at and I was like, I don't need to play another puzzle game for Nintendo. And I I never gave it a second shot because I think this game is another kind of neat twist on the, the puzzle games. I don't know why I thought it was going to be something like Dr. Mario or like a match three. It's none of those things. Mm-hmm.
1: It, 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 it's, it does its own thing. We'll talk about it as we go. But I, I personally hadn't played it. Um, you know, I... <laughs> I think at that point in time, I mean, we're talking the Super Nintendos, I think it's just bigger and better things. Um, I'm not going back to the NES that much. There were only a couple of games that, that dragged me back to it uh, once the 16-bit era hit. It wouldn't be until years later that I would I would go back to the NES often. Um, and, and I also don't think I was really heavily into any new puzzle games. Uh, Tetris kind of kind of kind of filled that spot for me for for years to come and and on the genesis i like columns i also loved um so yeah I, I think if i saw another puzzle game pop up and to be honest i didn't even know this was on the super nintendo um i i saw the, the nes one often in the video store never saw this one though i, I may have given it a shot at that point in time uh, but just you know i it, just a, just a bad, just bad, on my end, just bad timing for this one. Because yes, it is not just another uh, complete line. You know, move these shapes. Uh, this, this one has its, its own thing going for it, which is it's pretty neat.
2: I remember Nintendo Power hyping this game to the stratosphere. Like it seemed like every issue that, <laughs> at least every issue that I had of Nintendo Power, which wasn't too many, it was around this time, had Yoshi's Cookie in it at some point. And I never played it because I didn't really care for puzzle games. So I just always remember it around. And it was mentioned that we were going to play it for this one. And I was like, "All right, you know what? I'm, it's two for two on these puzzle games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe we'll make it to three, three, three to ugh, three for three. We didn't make it to three for three. Oh, <laughs> I don't care. Man. Well, let me let me say this. I think half of the, I played the Super NES one. I don't know if the NES one is the same." The main part of this game, I could take it or leave it. It is just, even though it's kind of doing little thing, you know, something different, I don't care for it. It's your standard stuff coming in from the top and stuff coming in from the side on this one. And you're trying to match stuff and, you know, basically shit it down on the floor and, and fill up some bars. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of your standard puzzle setup. But the multiplayer side of this is actually really neat. And, you know, I don't know if you guys played it, at all. But it's pretty cool. But as for like just the the single player portion of this game, it's, you know, you you can put Mario and Yoshi on it all you want and and put some cookies in there. But it just, uh, my appetite is gone.
0: I did not try the verse mode. I would like to hear about it in a second. But first, let's explain the basic game that you weren't too excited about. Uh, It is It looks at first like it's going to be a match three, right? If you look at the standard picture of any match three game where there's just this blur of, you know, similar looking cookies and you can slide them up and down. But unlike a match three game, you're not just swapping the place of two cookies. Instead, you know, when you hold down the A button, you can either move the whole row uh, horizontally, vertically or horizontally. Um, and that'll slide, slide the entire row around. In order to make a row vanish, either the whole row or the whole column must be the same cookie shape. At the start of the game, there's only two or three cookie shapes. So it's not too hard to kind of start these chains where like, okay, the first one will, will you know, when I slide this one bar over to the side, all the cookies now line up. And so all of them will go away, which is great. But as it, it picks up, there's five different types of cookies uh, of the base cookie. Um, and you will have to match those up. And so things are coming in from the top and from the right side towards this pile of cookies um, that is always in, a, in a, a rectangle. And you're trying to, you know, quickly match at least one thing so that if you can get one column to match up or one row to match up, it will, one, cause that row to vanish, uh, and two, the things that are coming in from the top and the side will then scroll all the way back up to the top of the screen because now the game has to recalculate because you've changed the shape of this rectangle of how many things need to come in. So instead of just, like, having one piece fall off or whatever, they shoot back to the, the top and the side, and it gives you a chance to kind of then continue to, to slide these these columns and rows around while the new pieces are coming in. At first I thought this was way too chaotic. I didn't really understand how it worked. Um, but the more I played it, the more I was like, okay, I, I get this. Now what I don't get, I, I do understand it, but on, on our Discord we do these score challenges. And we've done Tetris in the past, we've done columns. Those games I can understand how the how the scoring works because in those games you can start a chain or in Tetris's case you're getting you know four lines in a row, you know it's worth a ton and it keeps the score goes up as the levels go up. This game It doesn't really start a chain because you slide all the pieces at once and they all match at once. It'll cause two or three rows to vanish at a time, but it's not like things fall. You can't like drop a row out and then the next things fall down, which causes columns. Like it's just it ends up being where everything will vanish at once. And it does do a row at a time or a column at a time, but it still doesn't like. I don't see any way to, like, get maximum score on this. I'm sure there are people who have mastered this, and there's got to be, you know, championships somewhere where they play Yoshi's Cookie, and they don't know. know, They think I'm an idiot, because I don't know. But I couldn't wrap my head around the scoring on this, which... Only matters for the purpose of score challenges and trying to, to figure it out. But otherwise, if the goal is just complete the level, the only way to complete the level is to clear all the cookies out so you get all of them to match. The last time you get to, like, a two-by-two two by two, two, by two square and you can just slide the pieces up and down to get them to match. Hopefully, if you only have two cookies, and boom, it clears out, starts the next level. Um, you get through ten levels, it gives you a little cinema scene, and it, and it does it again. That's the core single-player game. It's fine. I, I don't dislike it. I didn't think it was amazing. Just like Dr. Mario single-player, I, I don't really care for that either. Um, I think it takes too long to get where it's, it's hard. Like, I didn't think this game gets very hard for way too long. You have to play a long time to where it gets difficult. Um, what I did like, though, is on the Super Nintendo version, there is a puzzle mode that is completely different than the single player mode. It's not on the NES version. The puzzle mode, you have a square of set of blocks. Things don't fall in from the top and bottom. Instead, you have a set number of moves to clear all of them out. That is much more interesting to me. That is much more a game that I was excited about. I liked that a lot. I couldn't stop playing that. Um, that was more what I would have focused all my time on than the core single player game. Uh, Billy, did you try the verse mode or I guess you didn't play the super Nintendo, but, um, what did you think of the base game?
1: Uh, the, the base game is fine. It was a nice little, nice little change. You know, it was nice to be playing something. Like I said before, that wasn't, uh, a, a Tetris clone. Uh, it, it, it did its own thing. It was unique enough. Uh, I, I this one had definitely um uh, these these cookies, these cookies here for dessert, ah uh, they, they're a little stale. They're a little stale. They've been sitting out for too long. Uh I did enjoy it. It it's also harmless, but not harmless in that quirk way to where I I would keep playing it. Uh this is one of those, as you play, it's like, all right, I, this 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 ain't bad, but I I'm not I'm not gonna do it again. Um, even you know, even egg mania I, might see me return to it at some point in time. I, that's already a good one. I was thinking about uh, calling my son out on uh, for a game, but this one, man, it's it's nice. I, I like the way it's kind of presented. The eggs are are the uh, rather. I'm mixing my my dishes up. The cookies are presented kind of in batches, and you just have to arrange them, plan it out. There is there is some planning to be done in the process. Uh, but yeah, this one this one definitely fell a little flat of the the three games we're doing. Uh, while it is doing something new, and, and thankfully each puzzle game here did have its own unique thing to it, uh, this one just it's it's not exciting, I guess. Uh, I and and maybe that's just from solo play, uh, so I, I can only speak to it to a certain extent. What you're saying though does sound a lot a lot better. It sounds like something I would have enjoyed more, but just the solo experience on the NES with this one. Ah, it's okay. Um, I mean, if you are knee deep in the super Nintendo era and you own one, I I, I could not have told you to go back and, and play this one. Um, but yeah, that, that that's about it. I, we, Hey, two out of three ain't bad. And and meatloaf said that, and that's another food reference. So look at that; it, it still fits in with our theme. Uh, I, yeah, I'm only I'm only having a, a few of these cookies, and I will I will politely politely say that I am I'm full after that.
2: It, it just it was very you know like I said kind of just a standard puzzly game, and it did not keep my attention very long at all. Um, but I did jump in and try the versus mode. And that is that does some interesting stuff. Like, that one's getting close to being, like, a super puzzle fighter. Like, you can pick your different characters, like Bowser and Yoshi, Mario, and all that. And you can get in there, and, like, each one of them has their own different stats and attacks. And, you know, depending on what attack is up and what your character is going to do next, it kind of shows up underneath them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever, you know, your next lines or whatever activates that attack... And, you know, it can, depending on the other character's stats, it can, you know, it can devastate them, you know, they can, um, it it won't last as long or something like that. It's just a whole bunch of shit, you know, Hmm. it's a lot to kind of take in uh, compared to like just the very standard cookie cutter single player version. Like it, Hmm. it is exciting enough that you actually kind of want to go back and play it and like it's it kind of boggles my mind that they didn't, you know, integrate that a little bit more into the single player. You know, maybe they were still like in that Tetris mode of being like, well, everybody just wants to sit there and play this endless kind of thing, you know, forever Mm -hmm. and ever and not have to worry about anything. But the versus mode, like it genuinely has some, some cool ideas in there that was ahead of its time, really. Like nothing like that was really put into anything uh, as far as I know up until, the, um, you know, unless it came out in Japan, but as far as I know, like the super puzzle fighters, you know, where you had those split screen, uh, duels with another, another character like that was that, and it works really well with all the strategy that it's got. It's not just your standard puzzle, do it as fast as you can. It's, you know, it's throwing attacks on your, you know, your other, the, the person you're dueling against or whatever, and, you know, trying to come back and all that stuff. It's neat. It's a cool idea. But um otherwise I kind of wish we would have started with this one because man I kind of feel like we started with a showstopper like it, you can you know, have it, your, you can't have your dessert first I, yeah well you know it's uh, that's true but this is you're you're said. sitting at the you're sitting at the kids table next year well, you know, this was something. This was like the the dessert that the family member that stopped at the gas station and got the, <laughs> got the out of date cookies, you know, and brought them in. Was like, all right, I got, these were on clearance yeah. for a dollar, and you, nobody wants to eat them. So but what, know, you, that, that looks like that looks like an Easter tin. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like that, you know. It's I really like those first two games, and I Egg Mania is so damn good that I want to go play yeah. the actual console releases and see what they are they're like. But yeah. yeah, this coming to this, it's, it's just like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll take these other two as a win. And uh, y- Yoshi's Island can you can go back in that Easter tin and, you know, maybe somebody <laughs> will pick you up in a month when they're desperate.
0: So we've had our Thanksgiving feast of salad questionably a whole bunch of hard-boiled eggs and some stale cookies, and now it's the time after any Thanksgiving feast where we sit around with our drink of choice. I personally am going to pour a nice, large cup of coffee and let that dessert settle, Uh, and so we can talk, and the best way to talk is by listener mail. If you want to write us a question, you can always go to Retrovania.net, and at past all our social media links and everything else on that page, including a link to our Discord and a link to our Patreon. At the very bottom, there's a question form, and you can write any question you want and send it to us, and most likely we'll answer it like we're going to do right now.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. And since we didn't actually get to do mail the pre- last time, because of someone, I'm not going to mention names, because someone actually literally fell asleep during the hey, podcast.
1: You're, you're lucky. You, you are, are very lucky that I find nothing to celebrate for the rest of the year at this point. <laughs> there is nothing for me to be excited about and to celebrate.
2: Well, thank God we got that out of the way then, because I actually happy have a Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, that, that's what we're going to. That's all. It's now. And now it's time to be depressed for the next two months, so we can all get back to our our regular depressed selves mm-hmm. and and read some questions. And actually, this yeah. first question, I had actually talked to someone who wanted you to read this question on the previous podcast, what? but since we didn't get to do it. It is now horribly out of date, but I'm going to do it anyway because I promised him last month that I would do this. So I'm going to actually paste this question into Discord, and Billy Holiday is going to read it.
1: I've never so done ready? this before.
2: You've never done this, but I know you can read. So here we go. I'm going to put yeah. this over here. Okay. There you go.
1: All right. So we have uh, we have uh, Finn Germing. <laughs> Finger me. Finger me.
2: That's terrible. Oh, I didn't
1: say I did I didn't say it well enough for that though. Um <laughs> an old Finn. The subject reads Halloween murder time. Hello, good friends at Retrovaniacs and happy Halloween. I had one. This question is for Billy, so please have him read this if possible. Since you think you can beat everyone at Mario Kart which you can never show up for on Discord Mario Kart nights. I It's, it's, it's a tough, I got a life. What horror movie villain do you think you are confident to fight and beat? And how? I suppose the Jeremys can answer this as well. Happy Halloween, guys. Keep doing what you do best. I hope everyone enjoyed this month's Halloween-themed music challenge. Cheers, guys. Um... I, I was assuming this this question means which one I think I could beat at Mario Kart.
0: No, I, uh, I think I, it just I, means in general, I, not just beat in general. Yeah, like I, I, a fight, fist fight. How are any of those folks good at Mario Kart? Exactly, it's like that's pretty easy.
1: I I think Freddy's the most nimble of them, and and he's he's got a hand that he can't really do much with. Um, man, how think you are confident to fight and beat probably none of I don't I'm not very confident that I can beat any of them. I they most of them have killed countless. Uh, maybe one of the maybe one of these singular puppets from Puppet Master. I about, might be able to do something with. What about and I mean just just I don't know. Like you know when when the physical shit goes down and he's on losing end he just like snaps his fingers and, and does something bad to you. Give me one of the puppets for Puppet Master. I don't know which one. Not the, not the one with the drill for the head. And probably not the cowboy with the guns either. I don't, give me one of the lesser ones. I don't yeah. want the one with the skull face and the knives. Give me one of them. Give me a Leech here. Woman. You
0: can take on Leech
1: Woman. Uh, yes. Yes.
0: Tell her to bring an ass over here. She's going down. Uh, I don't know if I could beat any of them. If I had to pick one, I guess it would have to be something uh, that I could run away from successfully. So it would have to be like the blob. I could probably escape the blob. I wouldn't be able to beat it,
2: but uh, run away until it gets cold enough. That's that's all I could do. Hmm. Um. I. I. You know. I, I. don't think I could really beat any of them. I, I. think maybe the closest would be like give me. Give me the deer head from Evil Dead Two. There you go. Like I. think yeah. I, yeah. I can body slam that thing. And, yeah. you know, it, I maybe take care of it. All it really did was laugh anyway. So yeah, pretty sure I could, could handle that one. Uh, but yes, that question is actually for Mr. Logan. He sent that one in just for Billy. And uh, we'd like to congratulate him on his new kid.
0: Yes, congratulations. He's white. Yeah,
2: he's, he's got a kid now. So that means he cannot play video games ever again. Yeah. So it was nice knowing him while he was around and that he won't actually be able to listen to this question because it doesn't have to do with anything about children. And, and mm-hmm. now that his life is all about children, yeah. sucks for you, buddy. Mm. But good luck with that, from the bottom of my heart. Next question, actually two questions at once, Ooh. coming in from Games R. King, and he's wanting to know about food guilty pleasures. My wife looks <laughs> at me in disgust, when I make, a, make myself a PB&J with fresh pickled jalapenos. I love, I love sweet and spicy. What are your favorite food combinations people may look at you sideways for? And we've also got Pervert Pete here with peanut butter, and he wants to know what our favorite brand of peanut butter is. He likes Jif.
1: All right. When I, when I heard Pervert Pete and peanut butter, I thought we were going to go down a dark road. Um, he, he's kept it pretty simple, though. Uh, I, I'm a GIF man too. Uh, I am. Uh I'm not extraordinarily loyal. Like if if I went to the grocery store and you know they didn't have just a plain gif there, I, I would move on. That the Peter Pan to whatever. Uh, even that even that jar of Reese's peanut butter is pretty damn good. Uh but no, normally gif every now and then I'll get a crunchy gif. Ooh. And I, I don't think I yeah. Exactly. When I want to treat myself, I, you know, I don't think I do a lot of bizarre food, um, combinations. I I, I really don't think I do. Um, uh, I, I have raised questions not long ago. I, I like to whip myself up an omelet quite often and it, it's usually late at night. And sometimes I'm in a way late at night when I'm cooking an omelet, um, and I, I, I was hungry for a couple things one night and I learned that I love making an omelet and with cheese, cheese omelet. Uh, I, I might put some chorizo in there and then I will take and in a separate pan, I'll be working on some refried beans and slather the top of that omelet with them and then put a little cheese on top of that. And I have found that throwing those beans on top of an omelet has been tremendous, but it has it has, it received a lot of backlash.
2: Did you uh, say beans re- or cheese? Beans. <laughs> beans.
1: Beans. Refried beans. <laughs> no! Beans. And then cheese. And That's then even cheese.
2: worse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like how offended you were
2: when you realized you didn't say cheese. He in fact it, said beans. That's uh you know what it almost It's lonely it gets- at the top. It's lonely at the top. I was gonna let it slide if you were gonna be like well, kind of let it slide if you're like, you know, just baked beans. Because, you know, everybody just, especially over in they're, Europe. They're refried, refried beans. Oh, oh my God. Oh, You want that on your omelet. No, you don't. Right.
0: Well, at least okay. it wasn't garbanzo beans. Um, I have That's already right. talked previously on the show about how I make uh, hot dogs with eggs or any other thing. Um, <laughs> I... I wouldn't say that I they're guilty pleasures as much as I'm uh, kind of a trash can and I'll eat anything. So I'll make things <laughs> together. Uh, I also my kids only like cheese pizza. My my one son only pepperoni. My other son only oh. cheese pizza. So we end up having leftover cheese pizza all the time, and I will. Uh, almost guaranteed for breakfast one day, uh, just find other things in my fridge that I also need to get rid of and I put it on top of a piece of cheese pizza and eat it. For example, tonight I made Goju Chang chicken. It's a spicy honey Goju Chang chicken. It's very good. Uh, normally I would eat it with rice or I'd put it in ramen. Uh, but if I have cheese pizza, I will put it on top of that cheese pizza and I will have Goju Chang cheese pizza. Any, cheese pizza is like the perfect, the perfect uh, vehicle for any food that's left in my house. So I, I'm the king of finding things that we already made and then... Just I didn't want to waste them, so I'll eat them together. Um, it, when you talked about the peanut butter and jelly sandwich with pickled jalapenos, that actually did not sound bad to me. I put jalapenos on everything, hot sauce and everything. Uh, probably why I eat general trash because I can't taste anything. My tongue, my tongue is burned out from hot sauce and uh, and hot spices. But you know, uh, as far as if I have a favorite peanut butter, no. Although I do like. So I don't, we don't buy a lot of crunchy peanut butter, but I like crunchy peanut butter. My kids don't, so we don't buy a lot of it. But if I was going to buy peanut butter for my own purposes, it would be crunchy. But then what do you like as your favorite p- peanut butter and blank sandwich? Oh, I don't mix peanut butter with anything. You I don't have jelly really have it. or just peanut butter on its own?
1: I don't like jelly with my peanut
0: butter. See, I, um, I normally, I, I also skip I, the yeah. jelly. I'll eat it. I don't dislike jelly, but what's better than jelly is just honey especially like they have the hot, spicy honeys now, but hot, spicy honey and peanut butter. And then uh, for some extra crunch, you put some potato chips or pretzels or something on there. So it gets a crunch to it. Oh man, that sounds amazing. I would throw jalapenos on that mix as well. That sounds delightful. Mm, You ever grill a peanut butter sandwich? Ooh, I have not, but now I might.
1: Yeah, you'll you'll try it out. You'll like it.
2: Oh no, I think I just need a big old can of refried beans with my peanut butter.
1: (laughs) Hey, put it on top of the sandwich.
0: Cheese pizza. (laughs) I I would definitely.
2: I've definitely put refried beans on on a cheese pizza board. It's definitely happened. (laughs) Oh god, that just made me ill. Not so much because it's like you want refried beans on something. It's like me and my brother occasionally go to these really bad flea markets. If you've been on YouTube and seen our videos, you know. But like some of them actually have like just giant tubs of refried beans that restaurants would get, and they're dangerously out of date. (laughs) <laughs> but they're incredibly cheap. And my brother is also incredibly cheap. And we were in one, one time and there was just like five of these, like five gallon tubs of refried beans. And I was just sitting there just kind of throwing up in my mouth. And he was like, he was like, man, I, that's not a bad price for those refried beans. <laughs> I was like, like we need to move on because we can't. We can't have this. This is disgusting. You're not going to spend five dollars for fucking six g- gallons of fucking canned refried beans that's like a year out of date. But that just that's what I instantly thought of. As for peanut butter, for myself, I will eat any kind of peanut butter that isn't organic. I yeah. don't want that weird oil shit that comes up at the top. I don't want to stir my peanut butter when I eat it. I, I yes. want it available, um, and. Weird foods? I don't really have any weird combinations besides the standard stuff, like eating corn with mac and cheese, and um, you know, or corn with mashed potatoes, corn with really anything. Uh, I'm I'm pretty standard for the most part. I do have a pop tart add-on recipe that once made an ex-girlfriend of mine nearly throw up, and I got incredibly drunk one night and made it for her. It is a standard frosted pop tart. Covered in country crock butter. It has to be country crock. And then once it is thoroughly slathered in butter, add another layer of sugar on top. And put that in the microwave and let magic happen. And I guarantee you one bite will send you to the hospital. But it is (laughs) an an incredible bite. Where did the refried uh, beans come in? We're not putting refried beans on the fucking Pop-Tart, Billy. Damn. But... It it is good. It is really good. And it's probably I, too good. It's too good. It's one of those things where you're like, well, I, I was okay once, but now I have diabetes. And this yeah. is the reason. So but yeah, I think that's uh that's about all I got. But yeah, thanks for writing in. Uh it's two different were you people. It was. I gotta find the names. Games are king and pervert Pete. How can I forget you, pervert Pete? <laughs> What's Next Thanksgiving question without
0: pervert Pete? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh God! Next question comes in from General Chaos himself, oh, God. and uh, subject is Sega. Cl- I didn't write this email, by the way. Sega Classic. Why don't you like my game? I won't have to answer this. I'm I'm leaving it up to you guys. You can't. And you know what? We're not going to answer it now. Episode 200 oh. comes out
0: sometime soon. I think June. I think we talked about last time. We will be revisiting for the first time a game we've already talked about because this is the one that I think. It was so early in the podcast, perhaps we didn't give it a fair chance. I'm going to give it another shot. So episode 200, we're going to revisit General Chaos, and at that point, I will explain why I don't like it. (laughs) I too. Um, I'll save it till then, because
1: I, uh, you know, I I think I'll give you the same answer then that I would give you on this night, but we'll make you wait just a little bit in case there is some kind of miracle and, and my opinion even slightly changes.
2: Yeah, we'll do that. Thanks for writing in, Mr. Chaos. Next question comes in from Fresh Goes Better, and he's writing in about mobile games. You Mm. always talk about what you're currently playing, but do any of you play any mobile games? Are there any out there even worth playing that you know of? I play Mario Kart Tour, but it's not something I'd recommend to new players because it's one of those games where they really want you to pay for things.
1: I, I mean, that's the downfall of so many, though. And a lot of them I will play... Early on and then it will they all hit that that paywall. Um, I, I do know, there's a couple I, I, I have played Clash Royale for for years since it came out, which was six or seven years ago now and it's one of those I, I'll play it several times a week and, and really get into it. I, I, I'm not I, I guess I'm trying not to count Apple Arcade games in the mix. Um, because we, Jeremy and I, have extolled the virtues of that for for quite some time. Those are more kind of kind of full on games. So I'm trying to keep it to the more traditional. Um, there's one called Towerlands that I enjoy, but I, I have hit that wall where they, I'm either going to have to throw some money in or a lot of time. It's kind of a, kind of literally a tower defense. You, you construct this tower, fend off these these you know forces coming in. Uh, and I think the only other one I play in the regular uh is is Wrestling Empire, which is also on the Switch. I think it's on Steam. And it is just a very over-the-top, um, very in-depth wrestling game. Uh, and it it, it looks, you know, kind of like a, a 16-bit throwback. Uh, it's it's not really as much a simulation as the WWE games now. Uh, it, it It has a lot of quirky you, you basically pick a wrestler and follow his his life like backstage. Uh, you can get into trouble you can kill men out on the subway by throwing them on the tracks. Uh, there, there's a lot to do and and the wrestling is genuinely pretty good in it, it, it It's kind of a, a throwback uh, to some of the, the 64 days. Of wrestling in that respect as far as the controls so yeah i I think wrestling empire i usually play the most and and i just i check in on the other two here and there otherwise i think most of the games i've played on the phone have been been via apple arcade and and those were you know kind of kind of full experiences that you you play through and and actually finish
0: yeah apple arcade has some some solid games because it is basically Mm -hmm. full games you have to belong to the service server, but like that's where i played Fantasian. that's really good mm-hmm. um they have stardew valley on there it's one you might have yep. heard of billy uh they have they have a bunch of games yes. on there yes um, aside from that i've i've paid for and downloaded um some of the squaresoft games they re-put out on mobile so yes they're mobile mm. games but it's the full version of tactics right i paid for it one time i think it was 15 bucks and i can play it forever that's a perfect phone game um, but as far as mm. traditional like You can tell they want you to spend money on things. It's a free-to-play, but then you pay money. The only thing I'm still playing uh, that matches that is I'm playing Words with Friends because my wife plays it, and we can play it while we're both at work with each other, uh, which does not necessarily count. Uh, But also, there is a new Monster Hunter, uh, like... you know, kind of like Pokemon Go, but it's Monster Hunter now. Uh, you can walk around and fight monsters and you actually have to find like the, the right monsters and kill them at times to get the random drops to build the the gear you need. It actually has more to it than I was I am still playing the the Pikmin uh, Pikmin Bloom game that's basically just a walking sim, uh, like a walking tracker you just walk around and plant and plant flowers and whatever this does a lot more you actually have to hunt down certain monsters certain times a day uh, on weekends they have special like oh we're gonna have a whole bunch of this one type of monster and stuff so that's been a lot of fun and i'm not spending one dime on it i, I got the free version i'm gonna play it until i cannot play the free version anymore if it's where it gets where i have to pay for things that's where i'm done with it it's fine um but most of the time i don't think it's worth mentioning most of those games because they really are just time killers. If I didn't have my phone with me, if I wasn't
2: out doing something else, I wouldn't even look at these games. So I am not the biggest mobile gaming person. I mean Apple Arcade is is probably what I have played the most, but like you guys mm. have said, that's that's more like actual full games. Um Billy, what was that football game that that we played for a hot minute? Oh my you're talking about Retro Bowl. Yeah, Retro Bowl. That's hey, oh, actually yes. that's a really good mobile game. And I, I bought it. And I think there's like a few little things that you can buy in it, you know, but they're more customization op- options yes. than anything for your teams. Yes. But, um, yeah, just it's it's a really cool little football game. Uh, it's uh, really streamlined as far as like how you would play a football game. You don't even really play defense. Uh, you just kind of watch the other team, you know, see if it actually scores or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you get on there and it's it's like a just a mobile version of Tecmo Bowl. And yeah. it's it's really fun. Uh, I, I, it's one of the very few mobile games that I actually got into and, and played for quite a while, but I, I think that's about it for me. I am just, I'm not that kind of person that once you hit a time, time wall or whatever, where it's like, okay, now you've done all this. Now you got to wait an hour. I am uninstalling it instantly. Mm. I do not like that. I am not going to pay you money so that I can continue doing anything, um, and it's weird because there's a lot of games on Apple Arcade, and because of their rules, they have stripped out all of the, uh, you know, the things you pay for, DLC, microtransactions, stuff like that. It's just a game, and you you see just how bad of a game it actually is when you can just yeah, play yeah. it. Um, you know, it, these games are made to make money, and you know, stripping out all of that and just leaving it as a game, they're really not very good games. So, I think they they play for the worst part of, of what, what a gambler would want in, in a game like that, you know, and I think that's what a lot of mobile games are at this point, and that just does not appeal to me whatsoever, so I just, it, it's hard to find things like Retro Bowl, where it's just a little mm-hmm. game that's fun, and you can sit around and play it, and if you want to pay for it, you can, or, or not, you know, it's, it's just, it's nice. I wish there was more stuff like that, but yeah, thanks mm-hmm. for writing in Fresh Goes Better. Let's do one or two more here real quick, since we didn't do anything last month or yeah i guess last month next question comes in from late to gaming and he would he wants to ask us would you rather mm, boy if i don't it, think it, this doesn't end with donkey kong getting me does it no it's not it's a legit <laughs> yeah. question i don't think i've asked this before but if ignored if i did i don't think you have Given the choice, would you rather only have one retro console to play for the rest of your life with its full, officially licensed North American library, or every retro console ever released in North America, but you can only choose one game for each console? Ooh, Ooh.
1: Uh, this is—it's uh, pretty easy. I, you, you give me that Super Nintendo, and let's go. Um, I, there are games on other consoles i absolutely love but i feel like i would give up more if i if i turned down that entire you know super nintendo library uh just to get you know that that one nintendo game i love that one you know um yeah i that that's honestly that's a lot easier one for me than i thought it would be
0: yeah, see, I was gonna. My immediate response was, "Sure, the NES, right?" But uh, there are a lot of games that I would really miss. Uh, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to just pick one game from each console. So I'm, I'm trying to think, like, is there a console that if I only had games from that, I would be content? Yeah, well, I think I'm gonna have to go PS Two. Like, it, like it, I think PS Two. Oh, if wow. I had the full PS Two library, there's a lot there uh, that are some of the best games in that that genre uh, for for the time frame uh, before you know they couldn't go too crazy with with technology to where there's you know. Uh, with the, with a few exceptions where it's nothing but cutscenes uh, and online interfaces and things you have to deal with, like it's just pretty much some of the best mm-hmm. single player games I can think of are on the PS2. So I'm going to go with that, despite that my immediate response was to yell the NES. Turbo graphics, not not even in contention. No, it is not. I like the Turbo graphics. I'm a huge fan. But if that was the only system I had, we would not have this podcast. I
2: would not be <laughs> not be a retro gaming fan. <laughs> I'd I'd have to go with the the one console as well, and like Billy, I would probably choose the Super NES. But if I couldn't, a close second would be the PlayStation Library. Because yeah, because I I love that original PlayStation Library. No matter how badly it holds up to this day, I still love it. Still love playing it. Um, so yeah, I'd probably do that. I think you know having multiple consoles for with just one game, I it's I don't I don't know I that that doesn't I don't think that would work for me. Yeah, it's you know it's not as much variety as you might think it is because there's not that many consoles, you know, especially over here in North America. So uh, while it would be cool to have all of them at once and just have one game, I would still rather have an entire library because mm-hmm. especially back on the Super NES, there was a lot of fucking games for that console. Oh, you got everything. Got everything. But yeah, thanks for writing in late to gaming. Let's do one more, and we will get out of here. This question comes in from Fat Shit and the Unbun Dogs. <laughs> well, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't end the show before this one. Had to, do that. Had to end the show with this. Hey there, fellas. Longtime listener. Thanks again for covering my requested game ages ago, Steel Empire. I have noticed a trend on the show. I seem to be able to make up fake band names based off of things you guys say jokingly, such as such as Fat Shit and the Unbun Dogs, as well as the Dirty Queen su- Dairy Queen Suicides. Keep up the good work, and thanks for the laughs.
1: Thank, thank you. Um, I, you know, you you must have one of those jobs like me where you have plenty of time to think. And your mind goes to, to dark places. So I'm glad we can help contribute a little humor to your day. Thank And, and
0: I know you thanked us, but thank you. Thank you, fat shit. Thank you very much. And, and I have to say, Steel Empire is still a game I think uh, I've played since that podcast episode, and I enjoyed it. So again, thank you for that recommendation previously.
2: We'd also like to let you know about the licensing fees that goes along with using these names. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, next time you want to use the Dairy Queen suicides or uh, fat shit and the unbun dogs, we will be charging you two extra dollars on Patreon for every mention. <laughs> but yes, thanks for writing. we're glad you enjoy the show, and that's going to do it for mail this week. I think this this
1: was somehow oddly appropriate because uh, we had Thanksgiving dinner and we ended with a fat shit.
0: That's right. That's it. And every now day, it's, in fact. It's the end of our feast. Someone's got to do all the dishes so everyone can go home. I'm tired of guests, and we will see you uh, on our next episode, which is actually we still have more coming this month. We're putting this out right before Thanksgiving, but we've still got a, a full patron requested episode coming out in our main feed, and we have a couple bonus episodes, including the Power Team episode we kind of hinted at earlier that involves Quirk, the really cool tomato. And we'll see you then.
2: damn refried beans out of here.